This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking Christmas beers. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-Hewitt, Brian something. I'm the Cohuit. <laughs> the Cohuit. I was going to try and throw something in there about your Santa hat, and I just train wrecked it. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a my co host, Brian. Santa Hewitt. That's right. How are you, Santa? Hey, Tim. That's uh, you've been on. You're on my naughty list now. Just already? For my name. Gosh, oh, I, actually, you were already there. Fair. So fair. Joining us in this exploration of spices and festive liquid warmth, we have Michael Syrup and Ron Mitchell with Rainy Day Brewery. Guys, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks we for having us. It. Absolutely. Yeah. And we want to throw out a special thank you to Nathan Donner this week for joining us. He's another no mic Nate, but he'll be yeah. off camera pouring beers for us, which is an important part of this. So. Two Nates, no mics, very important to the progress of the show. One mic. Two Nates, one mic. <laughs> Don't Google that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Google that. We have all the finest Nates money can buy. Or money can't buy. I don't know if you can buy Nates. You Is that legal? I don't think you can't. You can't buy me Never Nates. mind. No. Yeah, you can't. Sorry, guys. We tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael and Ron, thanks for joining us. You know, we saw your post, Michael, on social before we started this, and we totally didn't think about it, but we unintentionally are doing an interfaith Christmas right. show. That's correct. Because yeah. both Ron and Michael are Jewish. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we are celebrating Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy yeah, Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, guys. That's happy Hanukkah. As we speak, it is currently Hanukkah. It is Hanukkah, Hanukkah yes. right now. So we thank you for taking the time to come join us during your festive season. No there. problem. And hopefully next year somebody will actually brew a Hanukkah beer. That's You know, someone yeah. needs to. because Who is it? Um, Schmaltz used to Schmaltz do did, a Hanukkah did, beer. did something. They? Yeah. Is Schmaltz gone now or did they yeah. just downsize? So they rebranded. I think that they okay. retired the brand and they had a whole going away thing that was all throughout the year. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. With limited edition beers but yes i okay. believe the brand has been retired they're All still right. brewing beer just under a different name okay yeah. it happens is drinking a part of hanukkah more wine i would think than that's beer, okay but, all right but when is not a good time to have a drink fair right? enough i mean man, what holiday, i can't argue there's with no that. holiday that it doesn't fit that's what i've heard it's either uh feast or fast with a lot of celebrations is that right that's true. Yeah, pretty and much hanukkah is it feast feast mostly feast okay lot well, keys yeah. and uh Everything I know about Hanukkah, I learned from the show Friends. Oh. So, so that's about my knowledge. I joke, but I really don't know a lot about it. Eight nights, correct? Right, correct. Are there different things each night for Hanukkah? It's generally the same night tonight. You do the prayers over the candles or whatever. Okay. But, and traditionally, you gave a gift every night of Hanukkah, but, you know... Most parents don't want to hear their kids whining for seven days. Every so day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so do you do one day of gifts now? or That's how my folks did it growing okay. up. Okay. 
we had eight separate gifts, and my mother still mm-hmm. continues to do eight separate gifts for the grandchildren and everybody else. Okay, that's cool. I think that's pretty awesome, man. It's usually a bag of cash. So bag of ca- nice. I nice like this a cooler, lot, man. I'm totally <laughs> in. Days of cash, I'm in. That's yeah, right. I'm yeah. in. Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. Is she adopting? <laughs> right. Right. Is there a wait list? Because I want to get children? on it now. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking and bags of cash. Count yeah. me in. I'm, I'm on board. I'm <laughs> Good on board, stuff. Well, guys, once again, happy Hanukkah. Thanks for joining us. We do appreciate uh, you coming out here and uh, drinking some beers with us. It's always great to be with you guys. Uh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Well, Tim, let's talk about the beers of the week. Brian, this is a big one. This is a big list. Yes. We've got a lot of great beers to drink. So just to tell everyone kind of the format we've got here, if you listen to our blind tasting shows before, we'll drink the beers. We'll talk about them. We won't know what they are. And then at the end of the show, we get revealed what they were, and we find our favorites. We're not going by style guidelines. We're not doing anything. This is whether or not we enjoy the beer. That's it. Pretty much, That's it. Do we enjoy this beer? Because I think the average person listening to our show probably isn't studying guidelines. They want to know whether or not they're going to like to drink this beer. That's it. So True, true. That's what we go for. We have a mix of styles here. Uh, We try in the tasting rounds to group similar styles close together just to make it a little tougher on us sure that we don't pick one out of there well and it's it's better to compare like very similar styles against each other because we're going to try to rank them so if you have them in close proximity it's easier to compare them it is and tougher too well tougher to yes yeah especially if you're trying to guess which is which which we've already been trying to do a little bit with the first round we've done and you guys know from judging beer competitions we did with our homebrew club we did an oktoberfest competition and your fourth or fifth oktoberfest and you're like oh Man, this one was good, but so is this one. And especially yeah. if you've got a bunch of good brewers there, it's tough. It's it's not easy to pick the best one out like that. Correct, correct. But anyhow, yeah. we also want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring the Beers of the Week segment. Craft Beer, Barbecue, Kennesaw, Georgia. Brian, they said, uh, you know, they're catering. They've got you covered if you want some Christmas ribs. The traditional Christmas ribs, they got you. I want the traditional Christmas smoked wings. That's smoked what I wings. Want. Yes. What about a whole smoked gator for Christmas? Well, yeah, if it's got a Santa hat on, I wonder if they could work that out for us. I wonder if they can. They smoke the hat too, because I'll eat it if the it's smoked if hat. It's smoked, you yeah. smoked your hat. They might as well That's, smoke theirs, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. Nicely cigar smoked. There you yes. go, man. But <laughs> on to the beers. So Anchor Christmas 2021, one that we enjoy and get into a lot really looking forward to that one also we have Bresseray de Schoof. nice Schoof. i will say a lot of these wrong uh, yeah. please stick with me but you'll <laughs> probably know what i'm talking about we have delirium noel from deschutes a new one this year brian yes. because uh deschutes is new in our area correct and uh, we did try to get a mix of uh nationwide or at least wide wide availability yeah so we got Deschutes Jubilee. We have Highland Brewing Company Cold Mountain, which is a favorite of mine. Yes. I'm going to see if I can pick this one out of the lineup because I know that beer pretty well. Uh, St. Bernardus Christmas. We have Samuel Adams Winter Lager, Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome L. And uh, to represent some hops here, Brian, we have Sierra Nevada Celebration and Southern Tier 2 Xmas. And then taking up the end of the list here, one from right here in Atlanta, Georgia. More distribution on them because they now have a Colorado brewery. Yeah. But Sweetwater's Festive Ale. Indeed. So there you go, guys. Those are the contenders. All right. Do you memorize all that so you know uh, know what's coming at you there? It's sure. all, all done. All there, man. All there. So that's what we're going to taste through. Have a good time with it. And uh, just drink some beers, man. Yeah. 
Sounds Brian, great. do you have any news for us this week? We got some Christmas news. Tell us about so, it. So if you're not sure what to get for that special alcoholic someone in your life, good news, Miller High Life is selling a gingerbread dive bar kit. It's kind of like your traditional gingerbread house, only it's a little bit less North Pole and a lot more Milwaukee. So uh, the kit includes essentials like a Miller High Life sign made of sugar, beer-infused walls, a tiny jukebox, an edible pool table, and sticky floors that are covered with maple syrup. The uh, the kit goes on sale December 6th and will only cost you $50 and probably most of your self-esteem. So that's out there for you guys. Keep an eye out for that. I want one. I'm only kidding about the self-esteem. I, I totally I want, want one. one. I yeah. absolutely want one. $50 is ridiculous for that. Yeah. I, I want one. It's like little so. gumdrop decorations. Yes, it's like the, count me the hanging lamps. They need to blow a little cigarette smoke on it because all good dive bars have a little, little hint, tinge there. A little hint of old tobacco in them. Be, that's a little yellowing to it there. Exactly. You'd be good to go. Exactly. Well, I've got some pretty bad news this weekend. I, I don't know if we've got enough time to cover all this, but uh, thanks to changes in one of the world's largest suppliers of aluminum cans, the price of craft beer is likely to go up considerably, or at least packaging is going to change. In short, Ball Corporation is increasing the minimum can order for non-contract customers to five truckloads per SKU, or roughly one million cans, which is about five times the number of the previous minimum order. Additionally, Ball Corp will no longer warehouse inventory on behalf of customers, so you, you have to take all million cans, get your million cans on, on yourself. Go. Yeah. Yep. So smaller non-contract customers are being directed to get their cans from contracted distributors, which as anyone who has dealt with a distributor before knows, that means considerably increasing your costs via fees from the distributor and additional transportation costs. Uh, so in addition to financial pressure that this puts on breweries, there's also an environmental consideration. Breweries will be forced to use more plastic shrimp wrap cans to uh, deal with the, the cost of the cans. And there's going to be a additional transportation. So you're trucking cans all over the country sure. in, instead of directly to the places getting used. So uh, what makes this especially rough is a very short warning for breweries there. They were notified just six weeks prior to when these changes will go into effect, which is January 1st. So I, I'm thinking we might see a sudden return to glass bottles in the future. Happy new year. That's small right. craft brewers. <laughs> Should be good. No, it's, it's a serious issue. Brian. Is. The brewers association is all over this. They're trying to work some things out, uh, and hopefully they can. I hope they do. I really do. Well, you are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more Christmas beers. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. The holidays are upon us, and with many in our communities struggling with tough times, finding some normalcy can make all the difference. For years, Must Ministries has worked to help our neighbors get back on their feet. The Ness Kennesaw is a proud supporter of Must and would like to invite you to join them on December 10th for their annual toy drive. Every donated toy goes to Must's toy shop where parents can shop for a special gift for their children. Come to the Nest on December 10th, bring a toy, and enjoy great craft beer and a chance to win cool prizes. Your support could mean the world to your neighbors in need. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, 
That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular... And unpopular... Podcasting podcasting apps. apps. Yes. (laughs) Now let's get back to Christmas beers. Christmas beers, Christmas beers. So... Through the power of time lapses and radio and all this stuff, yes. we've tried a few of our beers, and we didn't want to take up a lot of radio airspace with silence of us just sipping beers and staring at each other. Exactly. So, yeah. So we have sampled a few of the beers. We've gone through them. And, Brian, you made an interesting note. So it seems that in Europe, the term winter warmer is very popular. Now, winter ale. Winter is, ale. Yes, but winter in ale. the U.S., they do like the term winter warmer correct that's what i'm noticing there was of all the ones we have a pretty good split of like uk and european beers and almost all the ones from that side of the pond are winter ales and almost all the ones from this side of the pond are winter warmers and i think we got one uh we got a lager thrown in there yeah we've got some lagers i think that deschutes jubilee they call Uh it a winter ale instead of a winter warmer okay that's one of the few differences we got the winter lager we've got a few we got an ipa or two you know in there that also don't conform to that but so one thing i noticed the european beers tend to lean towards a higher abv correct than the the american beers which i know we get you know people talk about our big beers over here but uh yeah the european ones 10 percent was not uncommon yeah, quite with, a few of the ones with, a, with a lot of those. Yeah, the winter warmers over here frequently are in the 5 to 6%. I'm looking at a few of them, and uh, yeah, you're looking at like 6%, 6.7, yeah, 5.6. It's all in the uh, the mid-range, and you get over to the Belgians, and there are 8 10%, so it's... Uh, it's considerably higher over there. And these are kind of loose terms. I mean, uh, the winter ale, it's it's kind of a catch-all category. It's non-traditional uh, seasonal beers, usually with higher alcohol heat to them in this category, to uh, kind of replicate the old uh, warm beverages of, of yore. That where they would of heat yore. Up. Yes, yes, exactly, of yore, uh, where they would heat up some alcoholic beverages, mix it with, uh, it's like a spice cider, a mold situation, if you sure, will. Sure, sure. So, uh, the winter ale can be used interchangeably with winter warmer, but uh, some insist there's a difference. And I, I think we're seeing that there is a difference, and it's maybe a geographical slash cultural difference, you know. Now, Brian, I've asked you this every year, and I want to see in the last year, have you done it? Have you roared a beer yet? No. I Okay. That was on my – I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, that was – Roaring a beer, I think, is something that the Scandinavian, maybe Norwegian, is it Norway? That I know it's European. I can't, I can't pinpoint it anymore. I think it's that. Scandinavian practice of taking a farmhouse beer, superheating a uh, an iron skillet, dumping it in there really quick, and then pouring it off really quick. Are you guys familiar with roaring a beer? Revive. I've never heard of this. You, uh, so my, from what I remember, and it's been a while, I, I didn't look this up this year, but they would take old beer, stale beer, yeah, and you pour it in there. It's like super quick. You get... Like a fire red heated cast iron skillet or yes. whatever, pour the beer in, let it hit it, sizzle and warm, and pour it directly into a vessel. Yeah. But it's supposed to make it open up and taste fresher. And I think Apparently. they did it with, I think they did with farmhouse sales too, because they would just kind of go a little stale. I think that if you're looking at reviving hops, you're not going to get it done that way. But something like a farmhouse or maybe something spiced or whatever. Could be. You're going to caramelize things a little bit. Haven't done it yet. Had thoughts about doing it. Still haven't done it. It's. I'm guessing it'd be very messy, and it's going to be something that's difficult to do if you've never done it before because you, who well, knows what's going to happen. Well, they were probably outside with it, so probably. that probably made it a little bit easier. It was less yeah. likely that they would burn down their Buckhead condo 
when right. they did that. That is. I'm it guessing. Is. It, yeah. And let's just say that the last time you messed with fire inside, you almost burnt my house down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we won't try that again. Brian saw a thing where you take terracotta pots and you stack them with tea lights, and they produce heat. And when we were homebrewing in my garage, I didn't have a heat vent in there. So he wanted to mess with that fun little project. There is a video of him taking a flaming pan and running out to the driveway there because <laughs> it did. But in Brian's defense, generated heat. It didn't put it? off heat. It did put off it did heat. Put off it was heat. kind of a the flaming pan of wax did indeed put off heat. So it was a thing where and there was foil involved, but you'd have one terracotta pot inside of another terracotta pot, and you can kind of create some sort of circle of heat that would radiate heat off the terracotta pots. And it did do a good job. And we put some chicken on it. It warmed up the chicken. Terracotta chicken. That's right. It's legendary. Great stories. Guys, let's talk beer. Let's talk beer. So we've tasted through a few of them. Again, we don't know what any of these are. We'll do a reveal in the fourth segment. We'll let everybody know what we tasted. Beer number one. Ron, what were your thoughts on beer number one? And any guess as to which one of these beers it may have been? I really liked it. It was probably one of my more, one of my favorites. Uh, I put it in that Marzen family. Okay. It was just easy drinking. Had a nice caramel roast to it. Um, I could drink that. I could. Okay. I, I could drink that all day long. So, out of what you've tried, it sounds like that's a contender for you. Yes. As, as what you've enjoyed so far. Any of the others on the list that really stuck out to you? Number two, I think we had talked about it. You know, had a real boozy nose, but didn't drink as boozy. Um, had a nice balance to it. It was uh, probably something I would only drink maybe one. It, it was probably a little higher alcohol, so I'd drink a pint of it. I don't know if I'd drink three or four of them. Okay, um, fair enough. Which one it is, it's a, it, one of the Belgians. I don't know. One of the Bel- <laughs> I had a couple. I'm like, all right, I know this is Belgian, but I right. can't pinpoint it beyond that. So, Michael, how about you, man? Any standouts for you? So far for me, I think number five. Number five. I okay. uh, I just felt like that was one that I could sit around. Not, I mean, it was a great Christmas beer, but it was one that I thought, heck, I could drink this on a warm day too. I mean, it was just an all around. It was clean. It was. That's what I noticed about that beer. Okay. I just felt it was so clean, and the flavors were a little more subdued, so it was easy to drink. What are some of the flavor notes you got in that number five? There was a caramel note, but it wasn't a caramel note like you'll get in some of the boozier beers. It was really light and, and lower. I got a, a, a little bit of the breadiness. The, the malt came through more than it did on some of these other beers because they're more powerful with some other flavors. In the winter, it's hard to find an easy drinker, and this was an easy it drinker. It is, right. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at that, though. You know, that they're big, boozy, crazy, spicy beers. But you're right. The ones that they put out for the holidays, they're not doing a lot of session beers typically for the holidays. Right. And and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's always, but I don't know. That one just hit me. Brian, co-host? We've done two different groupings of three. And the first grouping of three, definitely my favorites. And I think that I preferred number three the most. It's like it had, it was boozy. It had some nice spice notes to it. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I actually liked number two a a fair amount. And I've been debating the four, five, and six. I'm, I'm not sure how I would order those. I'm not two into four and five and six, not sure, but, uh, they, they were all lighter. So the, the, the first three were much darker. That's been your heavier. winning round so yeah. far, the first the, three. The first three okay. were more memorable. I don't even know if the, the second three would place, to be honest with you. Fair me, enough. So. Fair enough. How I, about you? Number one has been my favorite so far. Okay. And I thought it was lighter. There's some mild hoppiness. I got a, a little bit of a toasty caramel, a little roastiness in it, but it's all very light and drinkable. 
that's one that I could sit around. And again, like we were talking, Michael, bring on the big stouts, you know, the big Belgians and all that. But this is one, if I wanted to sit down with my Christmas meal, I could have this one. I could have a couple. I actually had a little bit left over. I took a taste of it. It's, it's warmed up. It did warm up really nice. I yeah, actually think I nice. know what that is. Okay. okay. But I'm not going to say. I, I made a I guess on that one. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I will know. And this may be a hint at my guess. I thought it was very crisp and clean for okay. having a little color to it. So okay. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Number five and six, definitely Belgians. For both of those, I got bubblegum notes. Yeah. And some fruity notes. And number six, my first note is big bubblegum. It's just really out there. So uh, I also got some clove and nutmeg in the number six there. And uh, number five, just, Ron, we were talking about that one was crazy, man. Yeah. Just kind of all over the place. So I got apple. I got bubblegum. I got sweet tarts. I got, I put WTF down here. I got that in there apparently. <laughs> Between five yeah. and six, which one did you like more? Because I'm having a heck of a time deciding <sighs> on that last group how to or, how to even organize Man, them. I don't, you know They're what? They're different, but I don't know that one's better than the other. The gum was too strong for me in six. I, with the bubble gum standing out there, I think, but I don't like saying I preferred five because I'm not sure I would say that. So my bubble gum blindness probably helps with that because I apparently, of all things, do not detect bubble gum very strongly. Okay. Michael, what were you going to say there? I was going to say number six to me was the most Christmassy beer that I've tasted. It just had all those notes of the Christmas spices. The spices spices and stuff are definitely there. Number six was more the most Christmassy beer I think we've had. All right. Okay, you talk me into it. I I favor six. That's it. All right. Well, guys, we got our work ahead of us. We have more beers to drink. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back very soon to talk more. The best brewmasters are obsessed with creating a high-quality, consistent product. That means reducing mass viscosity for better wort separation and increasing brew house efficiency. UltraFlow Max from Novozymes helps you achieve both. It is time to brew with enzymes. Increase your brew house efficiency and achieve faster filtration today with UltraFlow Max from Novozymes. Order a free sample today at www.brewingwithenzymes.com slash beerguysradio. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences. The bomb's lost. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, WVMT, 620 AM and 96.3 FM in Burlington, Vermont. Catch Beer Guys Radio on WVMT every Saturday at 10 AM. Now, let's get back to all of these Christmas beers. Christmas beers. We have been tasting them through with our friends from Rainy Day Brewing. Yes, are you Rainy Day Brewing or Rainy Day Brewery? Because I, I know people we, that's been particular no, no, we, on that. We, we've used Rainy Day Brewery, and I actually at one point okay. I thought we might go pro, and I actually trademarked Rainy okay. Day Brewery. There you go. That answers uh, that. That trademark has 
expire. Did expire. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. So now your your options are open. You yeah. Brewery, you do anything you want. Beer company. You could do anything you that's, want. Yeah. Rainy day brewery. But guys, again, thanks for joining us. We have drank through a few more beers here. We've got some more brewing traditions to talk about, Brian. We were talking about beers that we may drink with a meal or a beer we may drink by the fire. But what if we want the drink to warm us up, Brian? There are some options for hot Christmas beverages, including beers, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, there's uh, the whole history behind the uh, the warmed seasonal beverages, heating up things. A lot of it, like mold wines, mold ciders, there's mold beers. So you've got your your wassail or your lamb's wool, which is a hot spice cider. It's a, a variation. You know, lamb's wool is a variation on the wassail. Uh, it's made with real ale, which is just your British uh, standard uh, cask ales. And so it's the tradition of wassailing, which is everybody thinks about the song, but it's singing, it's going around uh, singing and then drinking at everybody's house, basically uh, kind of forcing people to pour you spirits for singing Christmas songs to them. But uh, yeah, you're drinking and singing to the trees. The intention was to awaken the trees, drive away the evil spirits to ensure a good harvest next season. There's my other favorite, which uh, the Glue Creek, which is a variation of the glue wine. A a mulled wine is a glue wine, but uh, a Glue Creek is a sour cherry beer, a creek that's served warm with hot holiday spices in an orange wedge. And I got the idea from that originally from Cascade Brewing out of Portland. But uh, Leafman's makes a packaged glue creek that's meant to be served warm. So you've got some variations there. You can heat up almost any beverage with alcohol in it and add some spices and, you know, honey or orange wedges, you know, that sort of thing. And you can come up with something that's really enjoyable. So you made a glue creek a, a few years ago. Yes. We tried that. Now, that was from, I believe it was from a Cascade. That's creek, Cascade, a Cascade Creek, yes. We have some Cascades that are past their prime. Correct. They, they've lost their love. So, looking back to us talking about roaring a beer, which, you know, yes. pouring the hot, the beer just quickly into a hot pan and then pouring it, I can tell you that the Glue Creek did improve that creek. Absolutely. So the recipe that I stole from Cascade to do this does involve adding honey to it. So you're adding honey, you're adding orange wedges, you're adding mulling spices to it. So a little more than just heating. Exactly. There's a little bit more than heating going on there, but it really, it does. The bacteria will chew through it, make it a very acidic uh, beverage over time. Like if it gets to a point where you don't appreciate it, drinking it uh, the way it's bottled. Yeah. Warm it up, pour some honey in it. it. And there's glue it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Michael, Ron, have you guys done glue wine or, or glue creek? No, no. It sounds interesting. Yeah, right. I, you know, I actually saw at a liquor store lately. They had, or recently, they had a bottled glue wine, which I'm assuming just has everything in there. You just warm it up and Pretty go much, for it. Yeah, so. I think that's just a warming right. situation. Now, what I did for the glue creek is I went and got mulling spices. I think at a Whole Foods, you can get them like a, a satchel, or I think they even come in tea bags. Seriously, you pour it into a pan, you mix in like a cup of honey and throw in some orange wedges, bring it up to like a simmer till it's warm and start serving it. And so it, contrary to what people think, it's like it doesn't boil off or you don't lose all the alcohol. You might lose a little bit, but it's a very pleasant thing, especially if you're dealing with something that's already very tart to start off with it really works beautifully i wonder how that would work with a chocolate stout chocolate cherry stout put you some more put you some uh you know there's really only way on one way to find that answer out right yeah the way the way you add all these ingredients and such that you're talking about it reminds me of how ron makes his spent grain granola okay there you go man ron just throws all kinds of good stuff in there and I brought us some Chex Mix to the studio tonight to snack one, and this is all the little snacks I had around the kitchen. Then I wanted—it's got some sesame sticks in it, which I dig. Some pecans, Chex yeah. Mix, and all that. And it's just like, I got this, this, and this. 
Boom. Now it's Chex Mix. Was it mold? I guess it's mold Chex Mix. It's it's glue Chex. Glue Chex. Glue Chex, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking with the stout, if you warmed it up, but you actually, instead of, you know, like you throw your honey in, maybe you throw the citrus in, maybe throw something in like raspberries too. Like get a little, kind of amp up the tartness a bit to kind of bring that out with the heat. You might find that works out okay. I mean, you should... Put some al- out. maybe a few almonds in there, warm warm them and let them get the, there you the go. almonds or Toasted walnuts almonds. or something in there. Yeah. Do it and uh, report back. We maybe right. half a cup of bourbon. A glue stout, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a, or a whole cup of bourbon. This is a 40-proof you know? stout. It's a beer toddy. So, that's right, man. Be good stuff. Speaking of this, we drank some more beers. So we did another round. Beers number seven, eight, and nine. Brent, I'm going to start with you. Tell me about what you thought of beer 7, 8, and 9, and if you have any guesses to what they might be. All right. So 7, 8, 9, I think that 7 is my first contender for the best beer of of the show. I liked it a lot. Great aroma, like fine. It's like bottle conditioning, effervescent qualities. I'm guessing it's Belgian. I really think that this is a the St. Bernardus Christmas. Okay. I'm hoping I'm right on that, but it's it's beautiful, whatever it is. That's my thought. I think the the eight was hoppy. I'm I'm guessing that's probably the Sierra Nevada celebration. Enjoy it. I like that. It's enjoyable, but in the setting here with all the other beers we had, like it kind of sticks out a little bit. You know, it's like okay. Ah, you know, now that I'm in context of all these Christmas beers, maybe it's not as much what I would want in this, but I don't hate it. So, uh, and uh, nine took a second, but it grew on me. So. Oh, it- Mm. <laughs> so what? It, mm, Brian. No, 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 can, Tim. Please. Carry okay, on. I'll chime in. Yeah. Number nine. I'm just going to start off there and say that I did not care for number nine, Ooh. and I got a very strong taste of uh, seaweed in it, like a a sheet of nori that you would get. A very not good to me. So okay. that number nine, definitely off my list. I don't think anybody else got that. Maybe that's just my trash I palette. Didn't. I tried to I look for but, the seaweed uh, as hard as I could. But could not find it. I agree with you on number seven. Very pleasant. Very much enjoyed it. Probably my contender uh, for my favorite so far. Uh, but I'm not going to venture a guess as to what it was. Uh, number eight, I thought pretty good. Malty, hoppy, piney, some bitterness. I think I know one of a couple that probably is. So that would be my guess on that one. Michael, how about you, man? What do you think of this round? Well, I think as a round, it was our strongest one yet. I thought the three beers as a whole were good. Uh, seven was fantastic. It was definitely my favorite so far. It was a little bit heavier, but the spice notes were great in there. It was just fantastic. Eight, again, I liked it. I got a little mustiness up front, but not bad. It's just more on the nose and the palate. And then huh. I got I got notes of orange and mint in there. Oh, really? Okay. Point. Orange and mint. Okay. Yeah. But at nine, Tim, uh, you know, I liked it. I, it wasn't my favorite beer I've had today, but I thought it was a good beer. I liked it, and uh, I just did not get the seaweed. I, mine was way further inland. <laughs> way further. Well, that's good for you, man. Way further good inland. For you. Yeah, no seaweed on nine for me. All uh, right. Eight is definitely a hoppy, you know, it, it, it's pretty obvious what it is. Seven, talking about a winter warmer, as a winter warmer, that's my favorite beer that we've had because okay. it had that, it had the, the spice. It had some alcohol to it. It had some heat to it. It warms you yeah, like, like exactly. you would expect. Yes. It warms you up, man. That, I agree with that. The name. It's in the name. Maybe it's in the name. Maybe. Some of these we'll are winter see. ales. We'll have to so see what it's not happens a given. there. Yeah. So that's our round. We've got a couple more to try. Brian, any other Christmas tradition stories or anything you want to share with us here? 
Well, you know, I was talking about, uh, let's see, the Sierra Nevada. I'm guessing that that was, I'm, I'm hoping that that was number eight, and I like that. And you know this is the 40th anniversary, I and I just so. want okay. to give them a shout-out. It's uh, This year's is Fresh Cascade and Centennial Hops, so uh, 40th anniversary, very cool stuff. Did you have something? Real quick, what do you guys think about the fact they put it in cans this year? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good I'm with good, that. Man. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. It's glad a, they did it this year. It may be too expensive to do next yes, year, right? right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really going to miss it next year. It's very, I don't have to worry about, bottles don't stack well. That's the big problem. <laughs> if they could design bottles so they stacked, it would be so much better. Right? Easier to tote a 12 yeah. pack of cans than it is bottles, right, Brian? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's easier to get rid of afterwards. It oh, is, yeah. man. Less space. You ever try to crush a bottle on your forehead? <laughs> so. I've gotten pretty used to with my hands crushing cans. So like if you, there's, okay. a, there's a technique to it. It's very actually easy. You don't have to do it. It's because they're made of super thin, weak exactly. aluminum, Brian. Exactly right. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, Brian Strongman Competition. We'll be back right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room, or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap, with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Trout axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to and let's wrap up the Christmas beer show. This is it. We've made it, guys. We have tried 11 Christmas beers. We have. Holiday beers, winter warmers, winter ales, whatever they may be Lagers and IPAs even. Yeah. And we had a little palate cleanser in there in the middle with a little rainy day brewing Hanukolsch. Hanukolsch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanukolsch. So, uh, nice. again, this is an interfaith service. It is. We're <laughs> celebrating Christmas beers can be enjoyed by anyone. It's, Amen. It is. It's the holidays. Uh, we use Christmas beers in order to maximize search results and make more people listen to the show. So There we go. <laughs> That's that exactly so. We can throw a little zen in there. We can, man. We, we can. can throw, yeah. We can throw whatever we want to in there. It's our show, man. We can do it. We can mix it up there. But we have tasted through all the beers. We are going to discuss and reveal now uh, what we've got. Ron, I'm going to start with you, sir. Okay. So we tasted 11 beers. Were you able to get you a clear one, two? You know what? Before I ask your tops, are there any that you want to venture a guess and you would like to know what they are? Well, on number seven, my guess was the delirium. 
Number seven, Delirium. You are incorrect. I am incorrect. You are okay. incorrect. Ooh. Oh, well. Ooh. Yep. You know what? I do I'm have gonna, a guess on that ooh. one. You did, Brian, throw your guess out there. What do you got? I was actually going to guess St. Bernardus Christmas. You're correct. It was St. Bernardus. <laughs> okay. There you go. It was, one point it was for one Brian. Of those two. I knew that one I loved it so Brian. much. And historically, the Delirium Noel, yeah. while I've liked it, have not liked it as much as that one. And that was okay. my favorite. Just spoiler. Any yeah. other guesses? And then I tell you what, I'll just go down the list here. So anybody else want to venture their guess there? Before we got on the air, I think we all agreed on. I think we did. A celebration, sure. Celebration. That was celebration. It's a celebration. It is a celebration, yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to throw one out there. It was eleven Jubilee. I'm just throwing that out there. But I don't. It know. was not. It was not. It was not. I was no. not sure what to think. And I Jubilee was one of the first winter warmer style beers yeah. I ever had back in Portland way yep. back in the day. I, and I haven't had it in years, so I had no idea what it tasted like. Anymore. I will reveal that Jubilee was number nine. Was it number nine? Oh no! Jubilee is the seaweed beer. That was the one that I did. <laughs> Carried the stigma with it. it oh, did, I, was, I it really, did. really hope that wasn't be the case. I'll just run down the list here, y'all. The first beer we tasted. Any guesses? Number one. Throw it out there. Three, two, one. I would say it was Highland Cold Mountain. It was Highland Cold Mountain. And nice. I it was. It, so I had originally thought it was Cold Mountain and changed my guess to Sam Adams to their winter ale because I thought it was lagery. It was very light, drinkable in there. But that was Cold Mountain. So very enjoyable, tasty beer. Uh, number two was Sweetwater Festive Ale. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Did not expect that, but I, yeah. get, I I understand. Number three, Delirium, Brian. There number we go. Number three was wow. your Delirium that you were looking for. Number four was the Sam Adams. And you know what? I didn't I have did a lot get that of notes. So, Ron, I think that's the one you and I were talking about. It just didn't have anything that really stood. It was yeah, it's like, it was, hey, this is tasty, drinkable, but just there. Win- winter light. Yeah, winter, winter light. light. Yeah. My thoughts on that one, and I, I predicted, actually, I wrote down in my notes that I thought that was the winter longer. I said there was a touch of corn to the flavor, and it was like malty but syrupy, a veneer of sweetness. And I'm like, that little bit of corn? That revealed it to me. I'm, uh, okay. I was 100% Fair sure enough, it was Brian. the at that point. There yeah. you go. There you go. Number five was Samuel Smith. Oh, okay. Winter All Welcome, right. I think. Right. Number five, Samuel Smith Winter Welcome there. Uh, number six, Nice Shoof. Oh, nice Shoof okay. there. Bringing the right. Belgian with the gummy notes there. So uh, number seven, uh, San Bernardus there yes. uh, with that. Uh, eight, as we've mentioned, Celebration. Nine, the Jubilee. Number 10 was uh, Southern Tier 2 Xmas. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And that only leaves one beer that number 11 could have been, and that is Anchor Christmas. How about that? Yeah. All right. All yeah. Right. So that's our list there. So, gentlemen, Ron, I'll go back to you, man. What were your uh, winners here? Starting at the at top, I would say the number 10, which was what? The Southern Tier was my That was favorite. the 2Xmas, yeah. Okay. The, my second favorite was the Highland, and third was the number 7. Okay. Which was all right. uh, St. Bernardus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't spoil too much here, but I'll say all of your favorites placed in our cumulative rankings. All right. So there we go. Michael, how about you, man? Where, you, where were your winners there? Number one, I had the Southern Tier. Okay. Number two, I had the St. Bernardus. Bernardus. You've been Bernardus. drinking, sir? Have you been had drinking? A couple. Yeah. I had a couple. <laughs> and number three, I had the Anchor Christmas. And if I can just interject, sure. I would note that... Two of my top three, I mean, well, all of my top three are old school classic breweries. Okay. You know, they're all, you don't think of Southern Tier and and mm. uh, Anchor when you're thinking of your current craft beer scene, but 
They're still putting out the great beers. The OGs, obviously. man. Yeah. They're the OGs there. That Anchor Christmas has been, I think it's the 47th year of, of uh, the Anchor Christmas. And it's, uh, again, they did a rebranding on that. I'm just interjecting this, where a lot of the whole packaging and every imaging all went to cans. But for Anchor Christmas, they retained the traditional packaging and the traditional artwork and it's uh, i believe it's a joshua tree on the bottle this year new to, art every year every right every single same year, artist same artist i think Very it's a cool. bay area artist and he's he's up there in years and i every year i'm like is he still around is well, he still doing it yeah. did you say the 47th 47th year yeah he's the same it. artist every year man that's that's yeah. a long been time doing he's been doing it maybe not the entire time but it's a good 40 years at least the guy's been doing it so he's up yeah. there in years but uh yeah, man. I'm glad they kept that tradition, even though they did the uh, rebranding. How about that? Man? Yeah. Crazy. Brian, how about you, man? What were your winners? So I uh, <laughs> I kind of predictably went all Belgian. So okay. number seven, I predicted was St. Bernard's Christmas. That was my number one. Mm-hmm. Number three, which I think you said was the Delirium. The Delirium Noel was my number two. And number 10, I forget what number 10 was. Ten, two Xmas. Two Xmas. So you okay. weren't all Belgian then. Yeah. Well, I you mean, had, you had for a curveball there. Top two, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did we have a third Belgian here in the list i don't think uh, we let's did. see sant bernardus nice shoof delirium oh, nice shoof yeah 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 yeah, yeah so yeah. we had it there okay so i nearly but my top two were belgian so okay they kind of have the corner of the market for me when it comes they to got it there beers. they yeah, got it yeah. there well brian my favorites my number one was number 11 the anchor christmas the anchor that was a, good, a yeah. late comer to it but it really took it for me big coffee big chocolate dark fruits plum fig chocolatey roasty surprised me that it was anchor christmas not i've always enjoyed that beer yeah but it really was a banger this year it really hit it and they maintained the seven percent alcohol which is the highest abv they've ever produced for it and it was also very dark this year like it was last year and that was my number four spot that anchor christmas if i had a fourth spot that would have been it well my number four was going to be the two xmas it got eliminated in my final round but that would have been my number four Okay. That would have been my number four. My number two was Cold Mountain, man. Highland Cold Mountain. Always look forward to that one. Uh, just really enjoy it. Good beer, man. We yeah. love it. Good Quality. brewery, good beer. So I had a good time with that. And my number three was a San Bernardus. That's the one that took it for me. So good list. Now, guys, do you want to hear what our cumulative is? And I will say, although the Nates do not, not have mics, they did vote. They gave us our favorites. Yes. They are in- included in our cumulative winners here. So... If you add us all together, the number one beer was two Xmas, number 10. Crazy. Southern so tier our tokens. very top Christmas beer is Southern Tier 2 Xmas. Cumulatively, Illy, yes. our number two was St. <laughs> Bernardus. So as a group, nice. we would put St. Bernardus. And tied for our number three, we have the Anchor Merry Christmas and Highland Cold Mountain. Both really good beers. According I, to numbers. I, so that's it, man. That's what we've got. That is our Christmas beers. That's what we've got going there. The holidays, Brian, it doesn't seem like it. Guys, does it seem like it's Hanukkah, Christmas, end of the year Not to you? No, no. Today was shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, gosh. I mean, we're going to be locked up another year, though? What are we going on, seven years that we've been in quarantine? Very possibly. Or yeah. at least uh, the suggestions of quarantine there? Our, our, our recommendations. Our right. quarantine years, like dog years, they just... They are. Yeah. 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 They, they feel yeah. like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like seven years have gone 45, yeah. whatever. So yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it, but I think that uh, that Southern Tier. I'm surprised by that. I'm gonna have to go out and get some more of it. And I would Anchor, agree. But you know what? Really, really like that too. Yeah. yeah. You were saying earlier, Michael, that, that Southern Tier is not one that the the new wave beer geeks talk about. You know that they say, but I've always enjoyed their stuff, man. Especially yeah. if you like the desserty. 
Oh, absolutely. I think where they were on one of the OGs of the pastry stout game. Yeah, the creme brulee, creme brulee stout. Yes. Back in the day. Oh, so. yeah. They had a mocha one that was yep. phenomenal. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff. They, uh, I'm trying to think of what they all were. And I've, I've got a friend on the West Coast who always used to say, hey, if you find me some Southern Tier Stouts, Hang on to them to, to, yeah. for me and ship them over to me because I can't get that kind of I don't of stuff show here. them enough yeah. love. I got to revisit. No. I'm always chasing the new, new, and I got to remember the Southern Tears that are out there. That the OGs of the that old pastry scenes. Yeah. The Southern Tears, man. The That's North right. Coast beers. Got to yeah. get those. It's good stuff. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for jo- joining us. Rainy Day Brewing. Nathan and Nathan, thanks for your assistance on making all of this happen. A good time. Another successful christmas beer show so go out there have a happy holidays drink your christmas beers let us know if there's something that we missed that we need to know about that about wraps up for this show join us next week as we talk to harpoon brewing for more craft for info follow us online we are beer guys radio on facebook twitter and instagram have a great week and don't forget to drink local cheers cheers